Here we are. It's Suzanne Hunter's World of Arts and Entertainment review for Fract, or please don't use the F word. It's a new play by Alistair Beaton, the renowned British satirist, and uh, in this play, I definitely would call him a genius. For me, this really is play of the year. It's absolutely perfect from start to finish, and one that you really must see. Now, I could talk for days about this show because it is absolutely brilliant, and it's so nuanced, and it's very multi-layered. Every moment is a must-see. Each scene is superbly realised. It's wonderfully real and very believable characters all portrayed by actors who are world-class. Now, Fract, or please don't use the F-word, is a superb satire, as I say, on the real issue of fracking or hydraulic fracturing, to give it its proper name. The use of shale, gases and oil uh, looking to be extracted. Now, on the surface, we have a play about this issue. But very uh, almost immediately, you start to get to explore, talking of oil and exploration, we explore the lives of those affected in this play. It's not just about the issue of oil exploration, but the real exploration of human emotions. Now, whilst writer Alistair Beaton professed he's not a scientist, he actually, he's, you know, like all great writers, he has done his research. He's really spot on. It's not a wishy-washy hypothesis. This is based in truth, and he really knows his stuff. And whilst one ultimately cannot ignore the evidence, he does give views on both sides, allowing the audience to see the arguments from two perspectives. Now, this really is brilliantly shown. Um, Richard Wilson's direction is fantastic, really assured. And Alistair Beaton's writing um, also shows the two sides of the story, as I say. But this is represented very really in an outstanding revolving set. It's uh, very slick and very sharp, and it's as monochrome as the branding of the fictitious PR and reputation management company Moxie Biggleswade. Now, this is where we enter the scene, Uh, and the set has as much spin and turns as Joe, the PR extraordinaire, his campaign, and uh, his campaign is to show how much dear land energy care. Now, of course, on the reverse side of the set and the reverse side of the argument is the honest and homely country kitchen of Elizabeth and her husband, Jack, whose beloved fictitious village is under threat. Now, I also love the use of audio and visuals, particularly the audio. As the set revolved, it gives you more information on both sides. It's absolutely brilliant. James Cotterill does an exceptional job on designing the set, and it's outstanding, with the lighting and the sound also being superb. Now, you get to see some really terrific acting and being, I should say, really. The writing, the scenes, they're all multi-layered. And multi-layered definitely seems the perfect word to use for a play about fracking. On the surface, you can see this is purely a play about an energy company called Dearland Energy looking to drill for gases. But you don't have to drill down for a moment before we see rising to the fore their adversity. Adversary, should I say, in the form of a once mild-mannered, middle-class, educated, middle-aged lady, Elizabeth, played with absolute assuredness and with great humanity and truthfulness by the class act, which is actress Anne Reid. Now, we become aware of her as a heckler in the, uh, the first scene, and in that scene we set up some of the characters. Hal, the CEO of Deerland, the uh, relatively small-time energy company, looking to build their reputation, Joe, the PR predator, shall we call him, and the corrupt professor. We also start to see that Elizabeth could be a real threat, particularly when Joe, the PR guy, talks of um, adversity to fracking, saying, we can deal with uneducated hippies, but educated middle-aged women, they're a threat. Or worse to that effect. Now, don't mention the F-word as a recurring joke throughout the play, but fracked the play is faultless. And it's in its seemingly unlikely heroine, Elizabeth is forthright, fearless, fabulous and formidable. 
and you can definitely see why she's earned the moniker of her Twitter hashtag, Don't Freck With Your Granny. Now, after her outburst at the council meeting, we see Elizabeth go from her kitchen, from t- kitchen table campaigner to active activist. We see her risking liable and arrest, and we see her right up to her memorable mo- monologue, which is an absolute stroke of genius. What I also like to mention is the fact that there was really topical jokes even being thrown in right at the last minute. I won't spoil them, but they're very up to the minute, um, right on the money. Now, I say the, the monologue at the uh, anti-fracking alliance conference was real class, and she tells them in no uncertain terms to go frack yourself. Now, being a protester or a protector, uh, as uh, Sam calls it, Elizabeth writes almost as many emails and makes as many phone calls as PR consultant Joe. Now, he really is the master manipulator of PR. Almost Machiavellian, he uses more spin than a spinning top. He's got two mobile phones ready to put in those calls to who he wants. Now, with clients that range from dictators to serial sex offenders to Tony Blair, he really does seem the perfect person to uh, spin out um, the desired results for Deerland Energy and to get them to follow on through with the fracking. It's just a drop in the ocean for him. Now, Harry Haddon Patton, as Joe, has real charisma, and he's just so truthful in in every scene. Um, He has so many brilliant lines. I wish I could share them all, but I don't want to spoil it for you. But he delivers them utterly perfectly. Uh, He's very mesmeric from start to finish. Now, he has some really hefty scenes and a lot of dialogue, but he does it with a lightness of touch, and he just becomes the character, really. Um, he's got a lot of, uh, as I say, it's, it's quite, the amount of dialogue is extraordinary. And this can be said for all the members of the cast. They all do it so well. Now, I'd liken the scenes between he and Hal, the CEO, to sort of a bit like um, Yes Minister with Sir Humphrey and Jim Hacker, the former playing to the vanity of the latter. Hal, the CEO, looks at times like a man who doesn't want any headaches. He, just, he, can't, he knows he can't afford PR, but he needs it. Now, Michael Simpkins is wonderfully believable, as always, and his character looks fragile and befuddled. He's an idealist, really, in a way. He's an oil man through and through, and he is quite fearful, really. He just wants to keep the lights on, no matter what cost. Like a big truck, like the big trucks that they use, um, as far as he's concerned, as long as his tracks are covered by the PR genius at work, he can live with that and he can turn a blind eye. Now, Sophie Khan-Levy as Emma, his assistant, is really believable, too. Now, watching the tactics move, it's like a battle plan in action. And the PR have more plotting going on than it would seem than the frackers themselves with all their plots that they um, dig up. But when we see Joe, we realise that the PR machine is, if not more manipulative and powerful than the threat of the companies behind the fracking. And we also see his dubious practices in promoting technology companies. Right from the marketing to sly conversations, repositioning of all kind, we see it all unfold before our eyes. He's a, he's a man of zero morals, but he's got his finger on the pulse. He also knows how to manipulate and press the public's buttons to tap into their fears. But he also knows that we're full of contradictions uh, on things like the carbon footprint. And Joe delivers some great insights. And there's also a really great twist in the tale as far as his future is concerned. Now, the contradiction of contamination and carbon footprint is a perfect example. And one scene I have to share with you, I loved when Sam, the hippie boyfriend, says in response to Jack, Elizabeth's husband, going to the Maldives. Um, he says, well, the Maldives will be underwater in 20 years, man. To which Jack replies, that's OK, we're only going next week. I mean, there's so many killer lines and James Bolan just nails them as ever. Now, James Bolan, of course, is Jack and he's beyond brilliant. He has some great one-liners, as I say, and minor rants, as Elizabeth would call them. Now, I love his minor tirade on the perceived embarrassing locals. Just genius. And uh, that said... Even if on the surface Jack seems more rattled by a lack of shepherd's pie than the oil and gas, 
bit like the oil and gas underneath the emotions are just bubbling away with an injustice it might just take a little bit longer to get to the surface now jack becomes involved in the campaign even if it appears that he's less concerned with stopping fracking dead in its tracks than deadheading the roses and whilst elizabeth is intent on having a frack free world and intent on cracking the fracking it seems that he's more in, uh, concerned with a cracked hobnob hobnob biscuit of course now james Bowden, like Anne reed knows how to deliver funny lines and they do that because they're so truthful with the way they do it. I also loved his malapropisms, um, Jack's character, that incomprehension of the internet, and Twitter is just like a, another world to him, and it's a joy to behold. As I say, there's a lot of humanity and a lot of humour. You will have some laugh-out-loud moments for sure, and um, the delivery of the dialogue is just deftly done. It's wonderful. Now, other characters that are played to perfection comes from Walid Akhtar as the put-upon Malik, the tech assistant to PR man Joe. Andrea Hart has a double role of Mayoress and Ginny the campaigner. And keeping everyone's chakras in check is Sam, played brilliantly by Freddie Meredith. Now, so much great interplay by all the actors in the scenes. And uh, the two-hander of, of the seemingly corruptible councillor, small business owner Neville Pillbeam, a man ruled by his stomach and greed, is played beautifully by Tristan Wymark. And a lot of poetry and motion in those scenes with Joe, the PR guy. Very, very clever. Now, that also put me in mind of the Machiavellian scenes of Sir Humphrey and Arnold in Yes, Minister. All of those behind-the-scenes, under-the-radar deals are wonderfully truthful and depicted. Now, of course, in that scene is another scene that, of course, that well, actually, that scene, we have uh, Stephen Roberts as the waiter. Now, he's a real scene-stealer, just hilarious. Also, we've got uh, Leah Burge and Hugh Osborne as well, um, making up the cast. Now, Fract is a superb satire on the whole damnable business of fracking. It's a real education, the dialogue's dynamic, and it gives a real fertile bed for superb performances to flourish. The acting is sheer brilliance, and it's delivered by a cast of super-talented actors. They say don't use the F-word, but Fract, the play, is fabulous, formidable, and faultless. And if you see one play this year, make it this. Now, the show runs at the Yvonne Arno Theatre Guildford until the 22nd of April. So be sure to book for that. It's www.yvonne-arno.co.uk. And do catch where it is on tour around you. Go to www.uktw.co.uk forward slash tour forward slash play forward slash fract. So that was Suzanne Hunter's World of Arts and Entertainment for Alistair Beaton's Fract, or Please Don't Use the F Word. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving arts and entertainment. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with The Sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.